hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Puff Puff Pass. My name's Christian. My name's Sahara. And we're here to talk about your favorite good and bad movies. Sahara. And this month, what's our theme, Christian? I'm sorry. This month is Made Me Cry May. If we get these out in May or June, it's very debatable, but we'll see how it goes. We will really try. <laughs> we're back in business. We in the business. We in the business. Okay. Bitness. But yeah, Business. so we chose the 2009 Family Adventure Up. Christian, this what, was what, your what movie? movie. What movie? Up. Up? Yes. Yes. I have the notes for Titanic. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not doing this with you, bro. Anyway. So. I mean, okay. So this was your movie. You picked it. Yeah. Why? Like, why would you put this in, like, this category instead of, like... It made me cry, May. Yeah, instead of, like, oh, childhood movies. I think the first, like, eight minutes of this movie speak for itself. I guess. I mean, that didn't affect me. I was like, oh. So I was like, (laughs) no one close (laughs) to me has died yet. Shut the fuck up. No. Um, like... Me experiencing death of my old age of, like, five. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, god damn it, you made me lose my train of thought. God damn it. Oh, did you see this movie in theaters? Uh, yes. I saw it I think I saw it like twice. Really? Well, that, I had a... I had a... I, I, as I like to say, I, I, live, I grew up in two houses. <laughs> Sounds a lot cooler than it does, but my parents were like, let's go see this movie. And then my other parent was like, let's go see this movie. And, like, and me and Emma just like, didn't say anything. I would have been like, but I already saw this movie. No, because like, I remember there were a few times like, we'd be like, oh, we already like went and saw it and they would get like pissed. Like not at us, but they would just be like, like grumpy or whatever. And I'm just like, <laughs> they wanted to create a childhood lasting memory with you. And I'm just like, <laughs> it was never that serious. We will go again. <laughs> they were jealous. <laughs> it was so wild. They wanted to make you happy, bro. They, did. they were competing on who could make race. you guys to It was a race. <laughs> Honest to God, every birthday and Christmas, dude. I bet. I bet those birthdays and Christmases weren't elite, bro. You were like, thank you, but this doesn't fill the gaping hole that you two have left inside me. Oh my God, the gaping hole? <laughs> no. <laughs> the gapping. <laughs> like there's a hole and then it like kind of stops for a bit and then there's a hole. <laughs> Alright. No further. So, uh, this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, what can you tell me about it? Um, it was directed by Pete Doctor and co-directed by Bob Peterson. Woo! So Pete has been on this podcast before. We did Monsters Inc. That was our anniversary episode, so if you haven't yeah. listened to it, I would Our anniversary episode? Oh yeah, it was our anniversary when we recorded, remember? Because we were at the hotel. Oh, I was like, of our podcast, we have not Even been doing this cr- podcast a year yet. Almost. Yeah, but literally, hasn't, next hasn't month, next month, it'll be a year, bro. Next month being uh, June. Yeah. No. Well, we started, well, I thought, July. No, July. no, 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 we definitely started in June, because I got the idea. Wait, wait, what day does Pride end? It was like that. Oh, I guess it was July then that we started recording. Because uh, June's at, yeah, it was at the end, the end of, Pride. of June, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because I got the idea while we were watching this fucking movie, bro. Yeah, we were watching, like, uh, yeah, because we started, we, we, we first got our weed <laughs> in, in June or whatever. And Shout then, out to those bitches. Just want to point out, we, we smoked like twice and then we were like, we should make a podcast. Dude, for real. <laughs> like, we were those kind of people. 
I know we're despicable, but no, we, it was honest. We didn't expect anybody to like listen. We kind of were just like, we're doing this for us. This is for us. Because definitely, when like we die and like we probably miss each other, like this will be the funniest fucking thing we will ever have. They should just play like episode like two at our at, my, at our funerals. Oh my god! How or like splice it all together. Kids, children. Ten, ten hour watch <laughs> every day for a month. <laughs> I just feel like that's something really special that we could have between us. Mm-hmm. Like, and also that it's public, so there we could find it if we if I ever lose it, you know. Woo! We'll be like uh, trying to like introduce our episode, and yeah, kid comes over, mom, mom, up, 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 uh, which was also uh, directed by Bob Peterson. You already said that. Yeah, um, but he mostly does like the shorts. So yeah, uh, and uh, this is his. Uh, directorial debut co-directorial debut as well so ed asner who is ed asner um i believe is that written no yes it's he plays carl he's carl oh oh yeah he's an oh okay he's an elf and guess what else he's in but who is he an elf i i I, I didn't check i I know exactly who he is an elf (laughs) i didn't check that i don't like that movie just saw y'all guys know i fucking hate elf i don't think it's funny yeah that's exactly who i thought that was You go to his uh, Wikipedia page, alma mater, University of Chicago. Dropped out. Like in parentheses. <laughs> and like I'd say it worked out. Okay. But he's also in The Boondocks. Mm-hmm. I thought you'd be more shocked than that to find out he's an elf. Uh, I, I saw his Wikipedia earlier and I was like, mm. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is up. Oh. Or uh, not up. This is Mr. Fredrickson. <laughs> This is up. <laughs> Same energy as like, oh, uh, Legend of Zelda. So this is Zelda, right? Actually, that's Link. But yeah. <laughs> I could never get into the Legend of Zelda. Dude, I... Uh, every Like, everyone I knew in high school played it. Like, they jerked it off. It's like God's gift to Earth. Mm-hmm. And, like, I see, like, massive, like, hype about game releases. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like... If... They're at the point. I'm not paying sixty dollars for this. Like, well, I mean, they're at the point that they like come out like one, like every year. Mm-hmm. Like, there's one every year, and I'm just like, for real. and I'm just like, okay, this is kind of like. That's how I felt about Just Dance. I always got it for Christmas. When games when games start coming out like once a year, yeah. Like I'm like, okay, you you lost me. Like, because I remember like I grew up. Uh, some of the first video games I played were like Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. I was very bad at them at first, but mm-hmm. I, I got better. And uh, and, I was, mm. and, I, and I remember there were like a few year gaps like mm-hmm. in between and then like after like god I think like in advanced or infinite warfare mm-hmm. they started coming out like every year like mm-hmm. once a year honestly it was probably before that oh yeah because I think Black Ops 3 came out I don't know I'm getting mixed up but either way like but these games would be coming out like once a year and I'm like okay and granted they weren't all related like to the story mm-hmm. like but like still I was like this is still a lot to just like shell out sixty dollars a year because mm-hmm. I would usually buy like one game a year mm-hmm. and like um, am I really gonna spend all my money on Call of Duty mm-hmm. and then like in a year everyone will be playing the new Call of Duty mm-hmm. and there won't be no one on this one yeah like, I just would I just... guess I see your point but I mean like if you're like I guess if you like that enough you, I guess you're, you're there's not yeah I mean the dedicated fan base is gonna buy yeah. it every single time you know but I just can't keep up like I play Destiny mm-hmm. but like. I can, you, what you pay for is, like, an entire year of content and then more. How much Destiny do you think you play now? Now? Yeah. God, maybe. Like a week. A, a week? Oh, yeah. 
probably not more than six hours. Yeah. And most of those are like on what two days maybe. Yeah. Because I don't I don't really play when you're here yeah. unless you're taking a nap. Yeah. And even when you're gone, it's kind of like like I'm like oh, okay, what do I do? And I'm like I have too many choices. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when yeah. you're at like McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just like so probably not a lot. I used to be like in high school mm-hmm. and in college. I was like not as much in college, I don't think, but high school. I would wake up like on like on days I didn't like have school. I would wake up, um, turn on Xbox, mm-hmm. do that for a while, mm-hmm. mainly because I didn't have anything else to do. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, I couldn't I couldn't drive yet for most of high school, and. Uh, when do you, when did you think I got my driver's license? By the way, I just think you got it at sixteen. Nope. You're fifteen. Ooh. Oh no no I was sorry I was seventeen I didn't expect you to say fifteen. I said sixteen. Well, you said sixteen. <laughs> and I, then you said I, no. I, I was and expecting then I was like, you to okay. say seventeen. But you said fifteen and I was like, yep. And then you were like, wait, fifteen? I was like, oh no, sorry. Yeah, not the point. I didn't get my license. I was like seventeen. Oh, like okay. I tried to get it when I was like sixteen, mm. like and a half. Ish. Which is so fucking young for us to be driving, bro. That's oh, kind of oh, scary. Oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> race, race the driver's license age to like 24. <laughs> no, let's see. Because it was... Uh, yeah, it was like... I tried to get it at like the beginning of my junior year. Mm-hmm. And... Well, actually, kind of like at the end in, in summer. Mm-hmm. Before. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't. And so I had to go one day in like October. Yeah. And get it. I only had to wait like a month or a week, but it, yeah, I just never ended up going again. Mm-hmm. And I re and I redid the test and I passed at that time, but like, I yeah, I'd only really been driving for like a year at that point oh, even. Wow. So like, I started driving like a little after I turned sixteen, mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't really get my license until like junior year was like halfway over. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, hey girl, I'm taking my car. <laughs> they just start leaning to see the car behind me. We're fine. <laughs> oh, we're fine. We're good. We're good. Okay, so me and Christian went on our first little date. He was like, oh, I'm sorry for the cigarettes. And I was like, oh, do you smoke? And he was, and he was like, no. <laughs> you know, it was because like, I knew my car smelled bad to the point that like I couldn't really even smell it. I just think that's really cute. Like I was like, oh, I, 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 I knew it smelled bad. If, you got so offended that I asked if you smoked. Well, because I was ready to explain, like, no, I don't smoke. Yeah. It's cool if you do. <laughs> no, no, it was like a, no, it was more like, like oh, I, I, I don't smoke, but my family did, and they smoke, like, in, in the garage, like, right next to my car. And so I'm just like, I know it smells. Oh, my fucking I know that God. I'm, like, smelly. You really liked me, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> God, weird. what gave it away? <laughs> You too. <laughs> okay, so the next starring role we have Jordan, the guy who didn't really do much besides this movie and the short and another movie that nobody's really heard of. He made his money. Literally, he but was a no, child actor, he. So I mean. Yeah, but the thing is, he didn't audition for this role. His brother did, and the casting director was listening to Jordan like talk all day like you know how Russell like is in the movie where he's like just randomly saying things that's what he was doing they were like okay he's perfect Mm -hmm. so yeah can you imagine going in for a job and your sibling fucking getting it oh dude dude I'd be pissed uh you're older and I'm like only a month younger than Jordan the guy oh my gosh he's 23 congratulations dude yeah good job being 23 
And when you do live a normal life, good for him. Yeah. It says here about 400 children had shown up to the auditions, but the guy stood out because he wouldn't stop talking the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's so cute. Yeah. Like, can you imagine? I think that's, like, perfect casting sometimes, where it yeah. just kind of happens. Oh, his older brother is Hunter. Hunter. Sorry, sorry for... You know how some actors regret not getting a role, bro? That's his biggest, like, L. You know what I mean? Yeah. Lost to his own brother. Oh, he was he actually did voice acting for a video game. Okay. It was up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's this one YouTube channel that I watch, and they'll play, like, old video games. Like, they played the Polar Express video game. They even played the Narnia video game, which I had growing up. And I'm like... Yeah, that is really obscure that some children's movies have video games attached to them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, even Charlie and the Chocolate Factory had a video game. The one with Johnny Depp. Yeah. That had a video game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's for the kids. It's for the kids. <laughs> it's, it's peak video game design. But we also have Christopher Palmer, who's also been on this podcast before. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he was in Knives Out, which we did back in March. So you can go listen to that. Woof, woof. And National Treasure. Woof, woof. <laughs> so they had a budget of $175 million, but gross $735.1 million overall. Uh-huh. So the original title for this film was called Heliums, so that's kind of terrible. Um, do you have any alternative titles for this movie? Yeah, I have one. Do you want to hear it? Paradise Falls. No. What? Rise. <laughs> and that's the podcast. Thank you for listening. Come on, what your alternative? Uh, probably Paradise Falls, or, um, or uh. You can't just call it something. It has to be like an overall theme. Be nice to me. <laughs> so oh. what's your alternative? Mommy, you're hurting me. What's your alternative title? I told you, like, balloons. Balloons? Or floating or paradise falls. Mine would be Kevin. Ah! (laughs) So, Doctor and 11 Pixar artists spent three days in Venezuela for research and inspo. So, I tried to look up to see if Kevin was based off of a real bird. She is not. I just assumed she was based off, like, an emu. I thought she was... She's kind of given Dodo, though. Like a tall Dodo. Yeah. I can't believe we let those bitches go extinct, bro. That makes me so sad. I'm glad we did. Why? They look cute, though. Yeah, it does kind of make me sad, because, like, do you know how they went extinct? People hunted them? Well, yeah, but it was, like, uh, they were on Madagascar, Mm -hmm. and they don't have, like, any natural predators. Like, nothing hunted them Mm -hmm. until, like, when the Portuguese landed there, the birds kind of just, like, waddled on up to them. And they they ate them! Yeah. That is so fucking sad! Oh my god, that makes me so... I fucking hate people, bro. Like, leave shit alone. Anyway, Up was nominated for five awards at the 82nd Academy Awards, winning only two. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those are my those are my facts for the movie. We're back to the facts, by the way. I got the... I found the, I found the thing. The, the, the thing. What is that called? The notebook? Nope. <laughs> I found the notebook. Do you have any facts that you want to give? About this movie? Yeah. Um, they actually, like, fucking tested this, like, after the movie came mm-hmm. out. A, b- a bunch of balloons can, in fact, lift a house. That's cool. 
More, not as many as you might even expect. Yeah. Yeah. This film has impacted so many people. Like, they're like, like I see on Etsy, like, oh, buy your own adventure book. I'm like, damn, this movie came out in like, what, um, 10 years ago? Yeah. Like, over 10 years ago? Like, like Jesus Christ. That's wild, man. Granted, these balloons are like much bigger, mm-hmm. but they still like they're about the same amount of space as like regular balloons. So I, are they regular balloons or not? No, they are balloons. They're just bigger. So, but it's the same amount of like air and a volume almost. Oh, okay. Bigger balloons, more air. Like, cause that's what it looked like in the movie. Mm-hmm. And that's what it looks like here. Like, there's the balloons are just bigger. They probably had to keep the house empty, though, right? Oh, yeah. That was fake, because he had furniture. Here's my thing, though. I didn't understand how... Like, how he how he was lifting his house. They were just attached to, like, that fireplace thing. Surely that would have come off. Christian, oh, my God. Like, you didn't expand your disbelief thing. No. I did. I was like, okay, house floating. Got it. If skyscrapers did the same thing, they'd need more balloons. I got it. Mm-hmm. I'm sold. <laughs> sold. You got me. <laughs> so you ready to get into it? Mm, perhaps. Alright. Up. So we open with Movie Town News showing us the spotlight on an adventure. And it shows us a lost world in South America, Paradise Falls, that is undiscovered by science. We learned that Charles Muntz is to be the next explorer to take on this undiscovered land on his blimp called the Spirit of Adventure. Yeah. So we then see young Carl watching this all take place on the big screen, how Charles' blimp is like super cool and can house all his dogs, and he tells the crowd that adventure is out there, which I think is really cute. Adventure is out there. Yeah. It's for the kids. It's for the kids. It's for the kids. <laughs> So we then see Charles show off what he discovered on Paradise Falls. He calls it a monster, and people are impressed. But scientists are like, fake news. Fake news. Love that poem. So Charles is basically shunned in the scientific community, and then vows to go back to Paradise Falls, taking the beast alive, to show that he is not lying. How dare they? I love that he's like, I will not come back until I do. Count, uh, and then the crowd's like, like, what? Uh, I won't return until I capture the beast. But the crowd's like, yeah, bye, Charles Muntz. Because <laughs> there's a whole crowd interviewing him. Mm-hmm. Like, why are they going wild? They just leave him, bro. Literally. Very unreal of them. So we then see young Carl pretending he is Charles Muntz and going on adventures and such. And then we get a title card. So what do you think of that your little setup? Ooh. 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 I love the title cards. No, I mean, like, all that leading up to the title. Oh, yeah, yeah, pink. yeah. It was cool. Mm-hmm. So then Carl hears someone scream, adventure is out there, and this sparks his curiosity. He's like, huh? And it seems the screaming is coming from this abandoned house, which has, the door has, like, what, the spirit of adventure, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's this, like, girl inside, and she's pretending to be Charles Muntz, you know? So the kid catches Carl off guard, and he, like... Uh, loses his balloon because he like walked in to like look around or whatever mm-hmm. and she spooks him and he loses his balloon and it floats up to the roof uh, and they're like what do you think you're doing here this club is inclus- is exclusive and only explorers belong here not just any kind of kid on the street and Carl's like uh, uh and the kid's like alright you're in 
like us with on the hand. Like, Thank you. Carl uh, can't really seem to find the right words that he wants to say. And the kid's like, hey, it's all right. And takes off her helmet. And we meet this uh, girl named Ellie. And she her hair is like super staticky mm-hmm. or whatever. And uh, she tells Carl that he and she share the same part of the club now. And she gives him a pin that look, that's a grape soda bottle like mm-hmm. lid, but like with a pin through it. You look like you made those at home. And a safety pin? No. You didn't make those at home? No. Oh, okay. Be for real. Be for real. Oh my God, Jesus Christ. Sahara, I was nine, okay. <laughs> and so uh, she tells him like okay let's go get your balloon and ho- she holds his hand and he blushes and so they find the balloon but they see it's on the other side of the attic and acro- to get across the floors caved in so there's this like wooden beam and uh, so they're like alright you gotta go and like pushes him forward to the beam and Carl's like hesitant to walk or whatever but he decides he's like he puts on his like okay I can do it I'm gonna I'm an adventurer, you know? <laughs> and he takes, like, one step, and the beam immediately, like, snaps, mm-hmm. and he falls. And then we see, like, uh, a cutaway, like, an ambulance mm-hmm. just hauling it down the street. And so that night, while in bed, Carl's balloon somehow finds his way over to him, and it's, like, way down, kind of, so it doesn't just fly off. Mm-hmm. And Ellie has showed up to cheer him up, but also to show him her adventure book. And so she asks him, like, not to swear us with anyone, like, cross your heart mm-hmm. or whatever. And she, like, makes him, like, cross his heart. And so Ellie tells Carl that when she's older, she's going to travel to South America so, she, so that she can go explore Paradise Falls, and she's going to live right next to the falls. And so she also explains that she left some pages blank to be filled with all the adventures she'll have. So Ellie tells Carl that she doesn't know how they'll get there, and then Carl, like, looks up at the ceiling, and he has, like, planes and aircraft hanging in this room, and he looks at a blimp, and Ellie's like... You're right. You'll take us on a blimp or whatever. Uh, he's like, promise that you'll take me. Promise. Cross your heart. Promise or whatever. And then Carl like promise, crosses his heart. He's like, I swear. He hopes to die. I swear. And so uh, Ellie's like, okay, bye. And she kind of just like tells him that, oh, you know, you don't talk very much, but I like you. And so she like sneaks out of his window and you just hear her screaming, adventure is out there. And then Carl is just like watching her leave, and he's just like, "Wow!" And then and then the balloon pops. Our poison love. Yeah, and then the balloon pops, and we get uh, "Married Life," which is one yeah. of my favorite song on the album. <laughs> I'm serious. I can just say on the soundtrack. I kind of wish we could have seen how Carl bagged Ellie, though. I kind of want to see. He that. did it right there. There's no, so you think they hung out all the way into childhood and he's like, you're doing good on a beat. You're good on a beat. She was the only one for him. <laughs> Which makes this movie even sadder. And so, the next scene, after the balloon pop, it's like the same sound as like those old, those old cameras used to make when the light bulb would flash and break. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, we cut to their uh, next scene. We see Carl and Ellie getting married. And Ellie's family's like, wow! <laughs> like... Uh, you know, stomping, clapping, yelling, shooting, or whatever. <laughs> and then we look over at Carl's family, it's very much like... Like palm claps. Like, good for them, honestly. See, that's what I'm talking about. Oh my fucking god. We then see them bought a house. You didn't even know what I was gonna say. <laughs> and they have, like, that they have those pretend adventures in. 
What were you going to say? I was going to say, see, it's always the Weiss family. It's just like fucking bananas. Bananas? See, my family's bananas? Yeah. <laughs> bananas. See, my family's crazy? <laughs> I'm telling my mom. She don't like it when you tell her she's crazy. <laughs> Which means it's coming from inside the house. <laughs> my family's crazy. You going to go or do you want me to go? I can go. Okay. And so... We see that they moved into that old house that they would have their adventures in. And we see them fixing it up, like, while still in their wedding clothes. Would Mm -hmm. you do that? No. So. (laughs) And. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And so we see them getting ready. And so we see them, like, move their their, uh, iconic love seats. Well, actually, they're just kind of chairs, not really love seats. But uh, they paint their mailbox. And so. We go up to this, like, hill, and it has this, like, uh, really, like, shady tree. By the way, on their mailbox, she painted their names on, and he put his hands, like, the rest on the mailbox, and he mm-hmm. accidentally, like, put his hand on. And so she was like, okay, and, like, matched, like, his hand, like, mm-hmm. they were holding hands. Did you th- like that? Did you think that was cute? That was all right. So I was like, like was okay. Boring. I was like, okay. Hey, look at me. This part never made me cry. And so, after that, uh, uh, she put her hand on to like match his fingers but then uh, we see them going up this hill with this like really shady tree and uh, she gets up there real fast and Carl's like hold on I'm coming because he's old <laughs> and uh, while they stare at the cloud and then they sit there have they're a picnic they're not old well, they're still young well, you know here. but he's old he's yeah. not old they're still young here don't, don't worry <laughs> you'll, you'll know what I mean like I feel old now oh my like, god anyway. I'm older than Christian by the way barely god <laughs> you always bring that up we are exactly six months apart, like to the day. <laughs> so I don't know what you worried about. It's because we're soulmates, bitch. Bitch, <laughs> bitch. Anyway, it's Mr. White. Uh, bitch. Didn't didn't you say you watched Breaking Bad? I watched like the first season, dude. Okay, I just remember Jesse always just saying like, bitch. Yeah, like, that's yeah, literally. I don't think he said bitch that much. I think people just milk it in commercials. Bitch. <laughs> anyway, but uh, and so, but we see uh, they're just staring at the clouds or whatever. And next, we see, we see them at work, and they work at the zoo. Mm-hmm. Ellie works in the South America exhibit, and Carl sells balloons right outside. Which, how do y'all afford your home? Yep. <laughs> how? You are a balloon man and a zookeeper. A balloon man and a zookeeper. Like, come on. That's how you know. Granted, like, they probably got their house cheap. Yeah, they were like, "Oh, it's only two fifty. That's it. That is it. <laughs> we make that in a year. <laughs> oh my god. And so we see the two like back under the tree, like watching the clouds. And Ellie and Carl, uh, they look at them and they start looking at babies. And they're like, obviously, they're like thinking about kids mm-hmm. for the for the audience. And we see them like preparing like a nursery like they built a crib they're mm-hmm. painting and she she's painting the wall he's like assembling something what was he doing was he just helping paint anyway not the point uh oh, he was hanging up those blips that he used oh, to yeah. have in his oh yeah oh yeah hanging there. up like the yeah. rotor not called rotaries but there's something else i don't know what they're fucking called anyway and but then like we cut to them like in the doctor's office and they're obviously getting pretty bad news and what did you think like it was as a kid I didn't think it was a miscarriage. I thought they didn't get pregnant at first. I thought it was more like a, yeah, I, oh, you I, can't have kids at all. Yeah, I just assumed it was a, you can't have kids thing. Yeah, I didn't, I I never, didn't think, yeah, I never put together that they had a whole miscarriage. Yeah, I mean, I was like, at first, because I saw the picture of the babe on the wall, and I was like, oh, is that their x-ray? And I'm like, oh, no, that's just a, mm-hmm. no, that's just a poster. Yeah. So, yeah. But I always kind of assumed that it was the, they just 
found out they couldn't have kids. I just, like, there's no dialogue if you've never watched this movie. Yeah, like, it's this, just eight minutes of, like, seeing them yeah. and just ma- uh, music playing. And, like, you, this part, like, hits a lot of people, like, really hard. Like, you're like, oh. Yeah, like, I think even as a kid, I was just like, oh, my fucking God. Though, for real. I was like, oh, my God. Anyway, <laughs> but, so, uh, after that, we see Ellie. She's just sitting outside on the uh, in the yard, like, on a chair. Mm-hmm. And Carl is, like, coming to, like, comfort her. And he shows her, like, her adventure book. Mm-hmm. And so they decide to, like, save, like, money for themselves mm-hmm. so they can finally go to Paradise Falls. So we see them with, like, this bottle mm-hmm. with, like, Paradise Falls taped over it mm-hmm. or whatever. And they keep throwing, like, money in. But every time they do, like, it gets taken away. Which is honestly the same. Mm-hmm. And that was a really good way to, like, represent that. Because yeah. there are times I'm like, oh, we can do this. Yeah. And we get married. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, maybe, like, in a while. You yeah, know? yeah. Like, because they saved a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. And their, uh, their tire popped or whatever. And they mm-hmm. saved a bunch of more money. And, like, he broke his leg mm-hmm. one time. And they saved a bunch of more money. And, like, there was a storm and a tree just fell on their house. Yeah, for and real. I'm just like, Dang. It's like just little fires you got to put out everywhere before you can have, like, Anyway, and we fun. see... Like, this whole time, or whatever, we've seen, like, Carl, like, getting ready for work, and he's, like, putting on his tie, and Ellie always, like, comes and straightens his tie at the end there. And so... No, she doesn't. She makes it tighter. Well, well you know what I meant. Like, whatever. She also does straighten it. She, she, like, she straightens the bow tie at the end. Yeah, whatever. Not the point. And we see them, like, older mm-hmm. as, as this, like, happens, you know? And... They're, 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 they're happy, you know, mm-hmm. but then one day Carl's, like, cleaning, and he looks at a photo of, like, Ellie when she was a kid, mm-hmm. like, on their mantle, and she looks back and, like, sees, like, you know, Ellie now, and she's old, mm-hmm. and decrepit, <laughs> and fragile, and elderly, I'm kidding, no, she, they're just old, I, so, I'll, I'll, I'll get, I'll get, I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you in a second, I'm like, I, I, well, I was gonna, like, I had a point there, so I was like, so I was like, I think that like like I was gonna say that, but that, but I was like no, I'll wait, I'll wait, not the point. Okay. Okay. Um, I think <laughs> that maybe no, but anyway, we so he's Carl's like okay, I want to do something, uh, for her, and so he finally like he goes and he books the tickets to mm-hmm. South America. Mm-hmm. I think it's like specifically like Venezuela or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were like, and he puts them in like a picnic basket. and He's gonna surprise her, mm-hmm. and. Uh, they go they, he's like up at the top of the hill waiting on Ellie and she's like halfway up and she like stumbles mm-hmm. and we see her like fall over and he runs to her mm-hmm. and so we see Ellie at the hospital and a balloon flies in her room the same way a balloon flew into Russell not Russell into uh, Carl's room mm-hmm. when he was a kid uh, and so and we see you know Carl's there obviously and he hands Ellie or no Ellie hands him uh, her adventure book back and we see them, like, they have, like, a moment in the mm-hmm. hospital, and then it kind of just, like, cuts to, like, him, like, being the last one at her funeral. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, dang. And honestly, that made me, like, really sad. Mm-hmm. Like, it's making me sad now, like, thinking yeah. about it. But it's also kind of just, like, you know, there were a lot of flowers there, mm-hmm. but I don't know if it's just that he's the last one there, mm-hmm. but I wonder how many people, like, came because we don't because ever... when I watched it as a kid I thought he was the only one there is yeah. what I thought so I didn't like I thought like maybe he wanted a funeral for just him and her I never thought because I don't think Ellie was malicious in her life I think a lot of people did show up for her funeral I just like to think maybe he was the last one there yeah 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 like it's hard to say goodbye I get that 
Anyway. But, uh, and so the next, next we see an alarm clock go off mm-hmm. and we see Carl, you know, voiced by Ed Asner and he looks very old, like, uh, wake up. It's like 6am. He's getting ready for the day. And so we see Carl go about his day. He like, he makes, uh, breakfast and mm-hmm. whatever. And then he, we just see like, oh, getting old. Like, oh, this isn't, this doesn't look fun. Mm-hmm. And so we, but we see that, uh, Carl, he keeps his Ellie badge on all the time. Loyalty, man. <laughs> I mean, he's loyal to the club. Uh, Adventurers club. Adventure loyal. Oh, your turn. So, so now we see Carl. Now forcefully lives in the city. And we see construction going on around his house, and he gets the mail with a pamphlet from the retirement home. Why is everyone's greatest fear the retirement home? Like someone gets to take care of me for twenty four hours, and they're paid to entertain me. Like this doesn't sound too bad. You know what it's I mean? It's more like a lot of, not like people get abused at them. And mm-hmm. you know, they rely on these other people all the time who mm-hmm. can't be there for them, mm-hmm. you know? And so, and they're afraid that they could like be getting like hurt or abused or whatever. Mm-hmm. And also, you don't get your retirement anymore. Like, you're, they, if you're in a retirement home? Yeah. <gasps> yeah, they just. They, they, they take that shit away from they you? They take it. They take your retirement. And that's. And that's kind of why, like, it's implied, like, oh, even if you don't have plans for, like, retirement, like, you should still, like, pay for it because, like, that's how you, like, get in a nursing home. That's crazy. I don't think we'll ever go to a nursing home. Well, I, one, of, one of us won't because the other one will still be here, but hopefully. Uh, I don't, know. I don't think, do, do you think so. We'll, do you think we'll be, like, uh, Molly Lynn? Mm-hmm. They just live in their own little retirement village now. Everything's taken care of for them. I know, they fucking, can get limousines to get breakfast every morning. They're fucking. There's a whole swingers thing that they got going on. Oh my That's gosh. why they joined that specific village. Oh my gosh. Yeah, old people can't fuck. They can, just not what I know about it. It's gross. <laughs> Christian's like, ew. Yeah. It's ew until you're just, that I'm, old man. I'm just imagining just like wrinkles on wrinkles. Like. Trading sweat that hasn't been released from those wrinkles for, for like the past ten years. Just trading that. <laughs> Old people, man. <laughs> anyway, one of the construction workers is like, "Oh, hey, sir, you need some help." And Carl was like, "Yes, tell your capitalist boss to take all this shit and leave it." Yeah. And the constructor is like, well, we'd be more than happy to take this place off your hands and we can double the offer. Carl's like, no. no. And the big boss can have his house when I'm dead. Tell your boss he can have my house. Really? When I'm dead. Oh my god. Slam <laughs> So later that day, Carl gets a knock on the door and it's a young wilderness explorer named Russell, voiced by Jordan McGuy. And he asks Carl if he's in need of assistance. And Carl's like, no. And he shuts the door in his face. But he low-key feels bad and decides to hear the kid out. He's like, oh. And then Russell kind of just spews out his wilderness explorer stuff like all over again. Uh, the wilderness must be explored. <laughs> Carl tries to shut the door again, but ends up slanting Russell's foot in the door, which makes Carl feel even worse. Oh. So he finally hears Russell, though. Yeah. Check my foot. Oh. <laughs> Russell explains that he has every badge except for one assisting the elderly, and that if he gets it, he'll become a senior wilderness explorer, and he screams, the wilderness must be explored. Ka, ka, rawr. 
Russell's like, there's a huge ceremony and all the dads get to put the patches on. And Carl's like, okay, well, since you want to help me, then there's this snipe that comes out at night. Yeah. It needs all my flowers. Can you, like, catch it for me? And Carl tells Russell that it lives two blocks down and Russell vows to catch it. Uh-huh. So after Russell leaves, Carl notices, like, this huge truck pulled in and it fucking hits his mailbox. Yeah. I'm sued. I'm like, I'm suing all your asses. But Carl gets understandably pissed, and this guy tries to help, but he kind of makes it worse, but not even trying to de-escalate the situation, by the way. So Carl gets so mad that this guy is touching his mailbox that he hits him with his cane, and he makes the guy bleed. I know, right, man. Like, so as a kid, I even thought, like, okay, you got hit with a cane, and that's how you go out? Uh You go out by a cane, bruh? Like, everyone is shocked to see this in this too. Like, we got a mom and a kid. They're clutching their pearls. And Carl runs inside his house as the police are called. And then the boss kind of just touches his, like, fence seductively. He's He's like... like, I know, that man was a villain. No, for real. That man is not seeing heaven. No, for real, bro. And they look so fucking scary. Also, he's, like, dressed in, like, all black, so he's literally, like, deaf. Dude, for real. For real! Analysis. <laughs> we then see Carl in court and then dropped off back home by a cop who apologizes and that this is happening to him and that he's not a public menace and that the retirement home will be there in the morning to pick him up. Which, by the way, so he got declared, like, a public menace, and I'm like, they, like, hit his mailbox. No, for real. I'm, I am I am waiting to hear. Christina. Like, like just drive off, and I'm just like. I was waiting for the crash, dude. I was waiting for the. Dude, I've like heard that it like lasts like so long too. Because I was at a I was at one of the buildings in Norman, mm-hmm. and like I heard like just outside the street, I heard a car accelerate, and then I just heard like it felt like it went on forever. Whoa. And I'm just like. Wild. We like go out there and we like, I just see like two cars. Was, like, I have seen two access while I was driving that are way too close. Well, the second time I wasn't driving, way too close for comfort. One was when some guy was speeding. He was behind me and then he went around me because I was like, obviously driving the speed limit. But then we we all get to the same intersection and he tries to beat the light, but it all, literally turns red as soon as he like passes yeah. it. And so the car turning, so beat it. yeah. And so a car turning tries to go, and I thought he was gonna miss we it. I thought because you know it looks like they're gonna miss them as soon as they hit them, but they hit each other head on. And I was like, oh, and I I pulled over and I called nine one one, and nine one one operators are bitchy, bro. Yeah. Like I don't fucking know. Like where like where's your skill to like type? Like are you even typing the information that I'm giving you right now? Uh-huh. Like oh my god. Anyway, and then the second time we were driving and we were fighting on the highway, and then that one like. A uh, car went through the other cars and it hit that white car. I thought it was gonna miss it too. I'm so glad we had that truck in front of us though. That's I'm so glad someone else got it. Dude, but no, I'm not saying, I'm just saying it was a really big truck in front of our car and it got like the full force of the debris, is what I'm saying. The full force of the debris. And, like, we, we were behind the truck, yeah. you know? But that was scary. That driver was so scary, dude. Well, imagine that. There was a pirate ship on the Ohio River. Me playing my pirate tunes. Oh my god. 
Just like Sea of Thieves, Christian. Just like Sea of Thieves. (laughs) We then see Carl start to pack, but then he sees the adventure book, and he sees the page that Ellie left blank and gets sad as he looks at the house Ellie painted next to the falls. Yeah. Carl then crosses his heart as we see the sun come up and the retirement people come to pick him up. They ask Carl if he's ready to go, and he says yes, but he will meet them at the van, and he says goodbye to his house. Mm-hmm. I love how in the yard we see, like, hundreds of, like, cats' tanks. Like, how many do we think that, like, 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 I thought he kind of did it by mouth. Like, I didn't catch the... So I was like, <gasps> well, you know, I didn't catch it because I was a kid the last time I saw this, but, like, yeah. I didn't catch the all the helium gases there. Uh-huh. I was just like, oh my god, like, how many did you have, sir? At least four. At least four. How many balloons does it take to lift this house? I know you know the answer. At least four. Oh my god. So Five we- if you're risking it. <laughs> Five if you're risking it? No, so six is too much, huh? Your house will go into space. Oh, my bad. Um... So next we see the house take off on thousands of balloons, and this works. Carl screams at them, and I love the scene where the house is going through the uh, the the city, and this little girl is like playing in her room, and you see all the colors go through her, and she's just so excited. She's like, I just think it's so like her. I'm her. Yeah, for real. No, for real. I think this this film was probably like one of the last times where I like watched like an animated movie just like in awe yeah because like after that i'm like how the fuck do you beat up like you know <laughs> that's crazy like, i think you just have an emotional attachment to it honestly like, i do but i'm like, so detached from this so here's like me just like breaking down i was like this homie cried three times during this film three i and was you didn't like cry a single time you are heartless <laughs> you are a heartless demon you are an ice demon <laughs> I was just like, homie, are you okay? You are a heartless demon. <laughs> and so we then see that Carl controls the house through ropes, and then however the weather vane is pointing, Carl go- Yeah, that's how he controls it. Like, yeah. wherever the weather vane goes, he's... Yeah. Yeah, that's how it works. Carl goes up to a picture of Ellie, and he tells her that they're on their way. Like, oh. Okay, weird question. Do you think when I die and you'll remember me like how I am now or how I was when I die, no matter what age? I don't know. I think I, I, part of me wants to say as you are now, because mm-hmm. I'll probably always see you like that. Yeah. Like there will be times I'll be like, "Oh, you're old." <laughs> and I'll snap out of it. <laughs> okay, but I, remember when we used to be young and hot? <laughs> no, you'll stay forever young. No, you're sweet, man. I'll be like. I'm gonna look at a box troll. <laughs> I can't wait. It'll be my box troll. Do you not? Did you watch that movie? <laughs> the box troll. Yeah. Isn't that kid's name also named Eggsy? I don't know. sworn it was. No, that's a kid from Kingsman. No, I'm just saying it's also named. His name is Eggsy. Okay, whatever. Do you know that's? Egg. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> you you're weird. No, no, no. Okay, so the guy who plays in Box Trolls is the guy who plays Bran on Game of Thrones. He looks like a Bran. <laughs> okay, no, but anyway, I digress. And so, but yeah, I might look... I, I don't know, but a part of me also wants to say I might look at you how I do, like, at the time. Mm. Like, the last time I saw you. Yeah. 
But to answer the question I thought you were going to ask, when in, when you die mm-hmm. young, uh, yes. Young? <laughs> yeah, or, or, you know what I mean. When yeah. you die, uh, I'll, I'll probably go off and do batshit stuff, too. What? I'm like, Sahara always wanted me to jump the Grand Canyon with a motorcycle. <laughs> this is for you, babe. Oh, my fucking mm-hmm. God. Sahara. sounds of motorcycle explosions in Grand Canyon I saw this analysis on the wiki that like Carl Uh is essentially like joining his wife in kind of a crazy suicide mission yeah he doesn't plan to come back I assume he's Mm -hmm. just gonna get old and or no he wants to live at Paradise Falls he doesn't have any food so he has food but all the food he has is the food that he brought with him hope you enjoy crackers (laughs) literally crackers Crackers. we don't have any good crackers crackers I require some crackers (laughs) okay crackers oh do you want to hear that thing that I saw on Twitter about Taylor Swift no that's gonna make it a little okay so you know how Taylor Swift is supposedly dating Maddie Healy? Yeah. You know? were talking about this earlier. Okay. So, you know Maddie Healy's been saying some racist shit, right? Like, always, yeah. Okay. So, Taylor Swift announced that she is collabing with Ice Spice. Yeah, because didn't he say some nasty shit about Ice Spice, too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, that was that was planned, Taylor. Dude! Dude! If you were like, That's what we were talking about, literally, at work. You were like, that was... That was I literally asked my friends, and Josh was like, mm, I don't know. And I'm like, I think it was planned. And Gio has no idea what we're talking Dang, about. She's, he, he's been with Halsey. He's been with FKA Twigs mm-hmm. or whatever. He was with this Australian model named Gab- Gabriella Brooks. He, and it says they began dating Taylor Swift in 2023. Uh, he later said that they had not dated and that the media attention had freaked him out. Well, he but he but before that, in a 2016 interview for Q, Healy stated that it would have been, quote, emasculating to be known as Swift's boyfriend. That's crazy. Yeah, he's very like. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, uh. Recovering heroin addict that drags. <laughs> Equine assisted therapy, so horses. Do you want to continue? He had... In late 2017, he underwent seven weeks of cognitive behavioral therapy and equine-assisted therapy and drug rehabilitation, paid for by his bandmates. As of 2022, Healy still smokes marijuana. Only they got rid of the heroin and the cocaine and the benzodiazepines. Benzodiazepines, my bad. Jesus Christ. Diazepines. Can I continue? If you want. So we then see Carl take a seat next to his wife's chair, and we see if Carl can finally relax. I love her that we can see that Carl is like enjoying his life and is finally free of his problems. But I can't believe those fucks sued him. Like I can't believe that. I don't think they sued him. It was more like like oh we think like they they're because he committed assault you know. But I bet you they were like oh we won't do no jail time if you like give us your house. But it was like that was the deal. Well, it's more like he's been declared a public menace, and there's no one to watch after him. So that doesn't mean he can sell his house. That's his house. He owns it. Yeah. So I don't. I don't still think they could take his house, though. I mean, he if he lives in a retirement home, they like take every like a retirement home will take everything because to pay for your care. Well, what if we don't own a house? 
crazy. I mean, what are you going to do with most of your stuff? I mean, in a retirement place, like, most of your stuff is taken care of. That's wild. Carl then hears a knock on the door. Would that not scare you? I'd be like... <laughs> oh, so it's literally like that Twilight Zone episode, like, with the gremlins. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So Carl kind of ignores it, but then he, like, hears it again, but with more consistency. And Carl's, like, he goes to look at his peephole and he sees nothing. But then he opens the door and he sees nothing to his left. But to his right is the Club Eagle Scout Russell hanging on for dear life. Carl's like, why are you here? And Russell's like, well, I found your snipe under the house. And then it, then he, Russell followed it and now he's here. That's not all he said. He was like, I found the snipe. Except it had a really long tail, and it looked more like a big mouse. Which means he just followed a rat under that man's house. Ew. Would you follow a rat? No! A rat! No. A rat. So Russell's little flag flies away in the wind, and Russell bugs Carl to let him in, and Carl's Please like, let me in. No. no. <laughs> Shuts the door in his face. Carl then opens the door, and he's like, fine. Oh, fine. And Russell, like, books, books it into like, the house, and is trying to catch his little breath. Yeah. So Russell looks around and he starts touching Carl's stuff. And when he starts touching the steering wheel while Carl tries to take back the steering from Russell, Russell learns how it all works. Uh-huh. And then he gets distracted when he sees building. Uh-huh. We then see Carl imagine killing Russell. I'm joking, I'm joking. I'm joking. Did not, that's not what happened. <laughs> he imagines trying to slowly lower Russell onto the building so he does not end up flying to South America all the way with him. But then he imagines what would happen if he accidentally dropped him. Yeah. So Russell starts going on and on about clouds while Carl starts cutting some balloons. Carl, getting tired of Russell's yapping, turns down his hearing aids until uh, the point that he can't hear Russell. We then see Russell trying to warn Carl of the upcoming storm and clouds get darker, but Carl ignores him until he hears loud thunder. Would he not see that the room got darker? Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I mean, a part of me wants to wonder if it's like, if it had been a long time Mm -hmm. and... Yeah, like, this is just how we saw like time pass. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Like Russell just being like, "Hey, clouds, clouds, hey!" <laughs> He's like, "What are you doing over there? Look, look, look!" Please. We see lightning, which is you know really bad for the balloons. And uh, Carl tries to run, like, turn around, but as they do, like, the wind just catches the sails in the opposite direction. And so it just pushes them into the storm. And so now they're flying backwards. And Carl... Sorry. And so now we see them, like, flying backwards. And everything is getting super chaotic. Uh, Russell's getting thrown around, and so is uh, so is Carl and his furniture. And Carl's like trying to like catch his stuff before it like falls and gets smashed. Mm-hmm. But in all the commotion, he like I like to assume that he just like passed out. You know, yeah. I don't think he got knocked out because he's in his chair. Because Russell said he went and got went there and went to sleep. Mm-hmm. And so the next thing we saw that the storm is gone, and Russell goes to, like wake up Carl, and Carl uh, wake up Carl, and Russell looks when he's like uh, uh, he steered the house when Carl was asleep, you know. And so but Carl looks out the window, and he can't tell where they are, and Russell's like, "We're in South America, duh." And Carl's like, "How do you know that?" And Russell's like, "I have a GPS. My dad gave it to me." He's like, "And with this, we'll never be lost." He like gestures, and he like accidentally like throws it out the window. <laughs> or whatever and both him and Carl are just looking out the window just like <laughs> hmm interesting and it's just 
made me so mad as a kid. I was just like, <sighs> and so Carl cuts some of his balloons to lower the house, and he explains to Russell that when he lands, he needs to find a bus stop that can take him back to his mom. And Russell's like, there are no buses in Paradise Falls, which, by the way, even if he found a bus, he still couldn't get home. Because there's, like, an 11-mile stretch, like, in Panama. Mm-hmm. There are just no connecting roads. North America and South America are not connected by roads. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which is really strange to think about. And there are, like, more, like, wide paths, but they're not really roads. Mm-hmm. Like, there are no roads. Because it's, like, a swamp, too, kind mm-hmm. of, down there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. That's crazy. I thought you'd like that. I do. Yeah. It's called the, um, the, uh, uh, Gap? Uh, what's it called? Something Gap? It uh, starts with like a D. Darien Gap. I won't say Drake Gap, but Darien Gap. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 into like land jerking both Carl and, and Russell out of the house causing Carl to lose his house Carl keeps on to it with his water hose with Russell's help Carl's not sure where they are but when the clouds part he sees the waterfall that Ellie was talking about Yeah. Russell tries to climb up the hose so that they can land the house on the other side but Russell gets stuck and can't climb up with which little key like pisses off Carl Russell suggests that they walk the house all the way to the waterfall, and he asks Carl that if he helps them, then he can sign off on his Explorer badge. Mm-hmm. So they end up walking the house, and Carl warns Russell that they have three days to make it to the waterfall before all the helium and the balloons escapes, and as the two start their journey towards the falls. The next scene, we see like a large something escape all these booby traps off these fast red lights chase it, but soon it's cornered, and we learn that the red dots were dogs chasing this big bird-like thing. I'm the biggest bird. I'm the biggest bird. As the dogs are chased the, chasing the bird, they get this like the high, bird? yeah, high-pitched frequency that hurts their ears, and they end up running away, unable to finish capturing the bird. And we see that that noise is coming from Carl's hearing aid, or whatever. It's like, uh, it's like wonky, I guess. I don't know how to describe it. Uh, and he's like trying to fix it. He finally does, but we see that Russell's like getting tired. He's like, Can we stop for a second? Uh, he's like, My knee hurts. And Carl's like, Which knee? My elbow hurts, and I have to go to the bathroom, which is such a Sahara excuse, bro. Oh like, my God. just keep walking, bro. But anyway, and so Russell, like, oh, Carl lets Russell go to the bathroom. And Russell pulls, like, a spade and some leaves. He's like, I always wanted to try this. <laughs> oh, whatever. And so, but uh, he's, he goes to the bathroom, he buries it, whatever, and he sees footprints. And he's like, oh, the snipe. And he follows it. And he tries to, like, he thinks he sees it, and he, like, tries to get it out of hiding by offering it some chocolate. Mm-hmm. And it takes some of it. And he is eventually able to lead it, lead it out. And he calls, like, come on, little snipey. Come on, snipe little snipe and then he looks up and sees it standing over him he's like big snipe <laughs> and so Russell goes back to Carl with the snipe and uh and Russell's like and Mr. Fredrickson are snipes tall and Carl's like yes they're very tall are they covered in feathers well yes they are uh and they're like and do they like chocolate he's like well of course uh, wait chocolate and he turns around and he sees uh, the bird standing right next to Carl uh, to Carl to Russell and he, like, tries to shoo it away or whatever, but uh, Russell asks, like, uh, 
the snipe like loves like playing uh, with Russell or whatever and like picks him up and tosses him around or whatever but it like hates Carl and it'll like screech at him mm-hmm. and so Russell like tells the snipe he's like he's named Kevin and Carl is like and that uh, he's, like, he's like oh yeah this is Kevin and Kevin Carl is a friend don't attack him you know and so Russell like begs Carl he's like can we keep him you know can we keep him please and Carl says no but then like it climbs like the roof of their house or whatever mm-hmm. and uh it like tries to eat one of the balloons and it like does but then it just like pops in its throat which I felt like hurt by the way I felt like that would have hurt and so Russell begs Carl if he can keep Kevin or Carl says no but Carl's able to get Kevin down and he asks uh, he like asks the house because he sees Carl asking like oh Ellie what am I gonna do like talk, look at talking to the house mm-hmm. Carl's like uh Ellie uh can I can I keep the bird or whatever and, he, and he's like yep I think Ellie told me she wants to keep the bird you know but but Carl's like, what? No, no. Uh, I told I told him no. He's like, I told you no, or whatever. And Carl's like, uh, whatever. But then the next scene, uh, we see that uh, uh, Ellie and Russell have won that side of the argument because Kevin is just uh, slowly following Carl and Russell. And Russell's like feeding it chocolate, granted. So, but it is what it is. And so Carl is like, I can still see you, uh, like Kevin. And Kevin like tries to hide behind some rocks. And then Carl, like, tries to shoot Kevin away again. And, uh, like, they're on top of this, like, cliff or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's not really a cliff, it's just a big flat nothing, you know? Then we hear a voice that's like, uh, hey, are you okay over there? And they're like, huh? And they make her way closer to the voice, and they see, like, a man sitting there or whatever. And then they go to it, and they realize it was just two rocks, like, standing behind each other that mm-hmm. looked like a guy. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, Carl is like, well, who was that, you know? And Russell's like, oh, hey, look at those different rocks. That one looks like a turtle. And that one looks like a dog. And then moves and it realizes it is a dog. And it comes up to the two of them. And uh, Carl's like, sir, we have your dog. Or whatever. And Russell starts, like, playing with He's like, sit, boy. Oh, look, he's trained. Because, like, you know, he sits. And then he's like, all right, shake. And they shake. And then he's like, speak. And then the dog's like, hi there. <laughs> and then they're like, oh. And then Carl's like, did that dog just say hi there? And I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> and so he's like, uh, my name is Doug. And he explains, he's like, oh, you know, my master made me this call so I could speak. And squirrel. Anyway, he had a me moment there. Mm-hmm. Like, look at me. Like, I'll be talking. I don't finish my sentence, so. Christian's like, and done. Yeah. My, my brain said no more I'm talking is too taxing right now and so uh, uh, Doug explains that he's on a mission he sent by his pack to track down a, the bird have you heard of the bird man? yeah because everybody's heard about the word and so Doug like uh, uh, takes like Kevin or whatever and uh Try uh, and tries to like you know like get him you know. Can you and, be and my prisoner? He's like, will you be my prisoner? Will you please, please, please be my prisoner, or whatever? Uh, asking the bird you know, to come with him because obviously he's looking for it. And they start like walking towards the falls some more as Russell is like begging to like uh, keep Doug and Carl's like no. And Kevin's like, but it's a talking dog. But anyway, dogs end up following them anyway. And so the next scene we see. Doug's pack or whatever uh, as the dogs we saw from earlier which was they were like a the 
three dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're like Alpha and then Gamma, I think. Alpha, Gamma, and, and Beta. beta. Mm-hmm. Those are the three dogs. Alpha, Beta, Gamma, yeah. And uh, uh, they catch up to like Kevin's footprints from earlier, and they are like, "What's I'm smelling?" I'm smelling chocolate. Why am I smelling chocolate? And then I think Gamma's like, and I smell prunes and denture cream. <laughs> Who are they? And then uh, they tell Alpha, they tell Alpha, they're like, oh, hey, should we call Master? You know, like let him know. And Alpha's like, no. <laughs> oh, whatever. You know, because he has yeah. a broken. Yeah. Voice oh yeah, his uh thing, voice box thing is broken, kind of. Alpha reminds his path that he is still the Alpha because of how smart he is, no matter how silly his voice is. The other dogs joke about Doug being on his own on his wild goose chase of a mission, but they warn Alpha that if their master finds out, he won't give them any treats. Alpha then calls for Doug to check up on him, and Doug tells Alpha that he found the bird. Doug ends the call as soon as Russell starts talking to him. Alpha checks for Doug's location, and they all soon follow it. We cut back to Carl and Russell, and we see Doug is begging Kevin to come with him, and Russell tells Doug to stop and leave Kevin alone, and during all the commotion, the house ends up getting smashed up against some rocks, causing the window to break. Carl gets on to everyone, but Doug gets distracted by Carl's cane because they have tennis balls at the end of them, which makes Doug excited. Yeah. Carl then throws one of his balls, which sends Doug chasing after it, and Carl asks Russell for his chocolate bar so he can throw that so that Kevin will chase after that. When both are gone, Carl grabs Russell and they make their run for it so both Kevin and Doug no longer follow them. Carl and Russell practically sprint through the jungle while running into bees, getting their shoes wet, and finally climbing some rocks in hopes that they are finally free of Kevin and Doug. But surprise, surprise, Doug was caught up with them and has brought the ball back with Kevin returning as well. That night, the group is camping under the house from the storm. We see both Doug and Kevin are sleeping soundly as Russell tries to pitch a tent. Russell admits to Carl that he has never pitched a tent before, and Carl asks if he's ever been camping, and Russell tells him that he's never been outside. Carl asks what about his dad, and Russell admits that his dad might not like the whole camping thing, and Carl says that when they get home, to give it a try, and asks his dad and maybe he'll surprise him. Russell says that his dad's away a lot, and whenever he does call, his dad, Phyllis, says he is bothering him. He's like, but Phyllis says I'm bothering him. And they're like, and Carl's like, you call your mother by her own name? And he's like, Phyllis isn't my mom. Which, I told this to Sahara what I thought this meant. So, his dad's, like, not really around. And his dad doesn't really seem to be, want to do much with him. Mm-hmm. So I think his dad makes him call him by, like, his first name. That's really sad. Like, at first, when I was a kid, I thought, like, oh, it's like a stepdad or something. Mm-hmm. But, no, like, that's his dad. His dad, like... His dad's his, Phyllis. His dad says that he bothers him too much. That's really sad. Yeah, it is sad. So Russell asks Carl about Doug wanting to take Kevin prisoner and that he doesn't like the sound of that, so it's their job to protect Kevin. As Russell falls asleep, he asks Carl if Kevin can come, and Carl agrees, and Russell makes him promise that he won't leave Kevin cross his heart. Which we get like a little moment for Carl as he starts to see Ellie and Russell. Mm -hmm. The next morning, Carl wakes up and notices that some of the balloons have deflated and that they should start walking again. Russell wakes up and finds that Kevin is gone and wants to go looking for him. Russell finds Kevin on the roof of the house gathering food as they call out to more birds. Carl asks Doug what Kevin is screeching to and Doug says her babies and we learn Kevin is a girl bird. This has the same energy as Monster House. Mm -hmm. So it's a girl house. So it's a girl house. 
Duck explains that her nest is over by the twisty-looking rocks and that she's gathering food to bring back to her kids. Russell is sad at the thought of Kevin leaving their group, but he wants to help her get back to her nest safely. Carl is against this because he wants to get his house to the falls, and Russell is like super sad about it and even tells Carl, well, there's more chocolate for you, since, uh, since Kevin is going back to her nest. I think Russell's a little whiny for my liking. Honestly. <laughs> As they talk, Carl hears rustling, and the same dogs from earlier are now barking at Russell and Carl as Alpha confronts Doug about the bird that is now nowhere in sight. Doug explains that his Alpha were to come back tomorrow, then Doug will have the bird. Alpha is pissed that Doug lost the bird, but is happy that he at least stuck with what he calls a small mailman and the one who smells of prunes. Which, when they said this first time, they said small male man. I'm like, okay, small male. Okay, a man. You know? Mm-hmm. And then man. Man. I'm like, okay, why are you saying man? And I realized they are saying, like, male man. Like, the letter carrier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't get that. Oh, my God. Can we go in theaters? In theaters. <laughs> Alpha tells both Carl and Russell to follow them to take to his master. And Carl was like, no, I'm going to the falls. The dogs do not like that answer and make them walk in the opposite direction. While we see Kevin on the roof of the house.
Carl, looking at his house, sees that Kevin is just chilling on his roof. He tells Munz that this was a wonderful evening, but he and Russell have to go now. Munz tells Carl that they are not leaving, but Carl insists on leaving, and Russell's like, but we haven't even had dessert yet. And Munz is like, yeah, stay for dessert, and Carl's like, no, as Kevin just starts screeching. Munz sees the bird through the window while Carl and Russell make their way to the house and escape. Munz instructs the dogs to go after them as Carl and Russell make their way through the cave to escape uh, the dogs as Kevin helps. Carl and Russell by riding her out of the cave with the house. As they run out, some balloons pop, making the house heavier during the commotion. Russell falls off Kevin, having him be dragged as the dogs are at his heels until a bunch of rocks stop them. It's Doug who's tossing the rocks, trying to stop the dogs and buy Carl and Russell more time. Doug tells Carl that he will stop the dogs, and he does this by saying, Stop, dogs! Stop there, you dogs! <laughs> but they just kind of run right past him. Alpha then throws Doug over the edge, but he's able to catch himself before he falls. And like, dies. I thought it was so sad. I mean, he gets the cone of shame off, but still. Good for him. No. But still, he almost died. No, for real. So we cut back to Russell, Carl, and Kevin as Russell is still being dragged through, the, through this chase scene. Kevin starts jumping across these rocks as Russell is just uh, basically being tossed around like through the air while all this is happening. I was simply passed away. We're like, <laughs> bye. So like, goodbye now. Carl is able to get him back on Kevin by having Russell grab his cane while he's still being chased by the dogs. Kevin then stops running when they reach like this big gap that's like has a river down below, and Russell tells everyone to hang on as Kevin uh, and the house starts taking them across as as Carl grabs Doug as they start to jump to the other side. But Kevin gets bitten by Alpha, who makes the jump by biting Kevin's leg. Terrible. Literally. Kevin is able to uh, kick Alpha off her leg and send him and a few dogs who didn't stop in time into the river below. Like, we even get a Wilhelm scream. Which I thought was kind of funny, but also, like, those dogs could have died too. No, they're not. They're gonna, that's why they added the they Wilhelm scream. They got a lot of dogs. <laughs> the group makes it to the other side, and we see that the dogs who were in the river survived and are being floated down the river. Kevin is injured badly and can barely rock, but Russell patches her up as Carl sees that the balloons will not hold on much longer. Kevin screams for her children, and Russell asks Carl if they can help her make it home. Carl looks at his home and tells Russell, alright, but they'll have to be quick, because the house is only getting heavier. Why didn't Carl just bring more helium and balloons with him? I feel like he had to cut back on weight, but at the same time, he probably shouldn't have brought all his furniture. No, for real. So, because, like, how good is your fridge going to be after, like, eight hours? No, for real. So, the next scene, we see Alpha and the two other dogs talk to Munz about what happened and how they lost the bird, and that Doug had betrayed them. Munz gets upset, but then remembers that Doug has a tracking device, and they check the map to find his location. Mm -hmm. We then cut back to our main group, as they practically are pulling on the house now, as Kevin rests on the porch. Russell confesses to Carl that the wilderness is wild, and not like how they are explained in this book, and definitely not how his dad described it. Russell also says that his dad is really good at camping and makes fires and that he used to come to his meetings and that they would get ice cream afterward and Russell would always get chocolate and his dad would get butter brickle and that they would sit outside and he would count all the blue cars while his dad counted the red and whoever gets the most wins. Russell tells Carl that he knows it sounds boring but he thinks the boring stuff is what he remembers the most which is like really sad that he kind of just craves normalcy since the like parents separated I can see why you like this movie. Trauma bonding. <laughs> so, they're like... 
After that little heart to heart, Kevin's children call out to her and they made it close to her nest. Kevin starts walking toward the labyrinth when her nest, where her nest is hidden, while Doug, Carl, and Russell all cheer her on. But before Kevin can make it through, Munts and his blimp find them and Kevin gets captured. Carl tries to cut her free as Munts tells him to get away from her as Munts sets his house on fire. Carl leaves Kevin trying to protect his house. Kevin is then dragged away as Carl gets to his house away from the fire as Russell screams after Kevin. Russell tells Carl that he gave Kevin away. Carl yells at Russell that none of this is his concern and he never asks for any of this. Doug tries to comfort Carl but Carl tells Doug that the whole thing is basically his fault and that he is a bad dog. Doug starts shamelessly walking away, and Carl explains to Russell that whether he helps or not, he's taking his house to Paradise Falls as he starts carrying the house by himself, with Russell close behind. Carl carries the house through the night, but by morning the house is so heavy that Carl is unable to move it. Carl walks a little further, and we see that he made it to the falls. Carl looking at the page that Ellie made with her house at the falls as he tries to remember why he did this in the first place. Russell then tells Carl that he doesn't want his assisting the elderly badge anymore, and in fact, he doesn't want any of it anymore. And he like throws his sash on the ground. Carl picks up the sash that Russell left on the floor as Russell sits on the nearby rock as Carl goes inside his deeply damaged house. Carl starts to clean up and is finally able to sit down since starting this whole thing, but yeah, he doesn't feel at peace like he thought he would be. Carl, picking up the adventure book, puts the page of the house on the falls back in its rightful place as he starts going through the different pages through the years. Carl gets the stuff I'm gonna do page, and it's about to close it when he sees that Ellie did put more pictures in. It's a picture of them and their life and that all those happy memories that they shared. Carl gets to the last page and it's a picture of them sitting in their chairs with a note from Ellie telling Carl, thanks for the adventure, now go have a new one. So what do you think about that? I thought that that made me cry too. Yeah. Yeah. The beginning in that part always made me cry. I'm just like, mm. why? It's sad. Why is that sad? She's telling him go on. Because he thought that she never got to go on that big adventure that they mm-hmm. always had, and she was reminding him one last time that she did get that big adventure. Mm-hmm. It was with him. Mm-hmm. That's so sweet. This I know, but it's not that. Yeah, but it it take him this long to know that. Yeah. Yeah, men are usually slow. So. You're like. Oh. Oh. <laughs> hey. Hey. Carl then sees Russell's badge and he goes back outside to save Russell and we see that Russell took a few balloons for himself and a leaf burger to go fight for Kevin. Carl tries to go after him with his house but it's now become too heavy and out of frustration Carl throws a chair which gives him the idea to get all the furniture out of his house to make his house lighter again. This works and we see Carl take out all his stuff and is in a big pile except for his and Ellie's chair, which are set up neatly right next to each other. Carl's able to guide his house and help save Russell and Kevin, where he gets a knock at the door like he did at the beginning of the movie. Thinking that this is Russell, Carl opens the door to find Doug. Doug explains that he was hiding under the porch because he loves Carl and asks if he can stay. Carl laughs and tells him, of course, since now Doug's is his dog now. This, is like, this excites Doug and he licks Carl's face as Carl calls him a good boy. The next scene, we see Russell make it to the blimp and is able to make his way inside only to be stopped by some dogs. Alpha tells Muntz that Russell is back and we see that the dogs tied up Russell to a chair. Muntz asks what happened to his friend Carl and Russell is like, he's no friend of mine. Muntz then concludes that since Russell is here, then Carl can't be far behind as he takes Russell to a deck 
as Russell screams at Monks that he will never get away with this. Monks then looks out the window to see that Carl and uh, his house are coming, so he tells Alfred to guard the bird. Monks then locks up Russell and starts lowering the door down for Russell to fall. This man really has no problem with killing a kid, huh? He's like... So I've we, come for revenge. Oh my god. Who are you? You killed my father. Do you have the slightest idea how little that narrows it down? <laughs> we then come back to Carl who sees Russell in danger. Carl guides the house and to save it uses the water hose to attach the door. And uses his cane, like zipline style, to catch Russell. Uh, Carl tells Russell to stay in the house because he's going to save Kevin and he just wants Russell to be safe. So Carl... Like, I, 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 he's like, I don't want you here. I want you safe. So Carl and Doug make their way on the blimp, but the hallway is packed with dogs until Doug points out that they can use the ear vents to find Kevin. Carl and Doug are able to find Kevin locked up in a cage as Alpha and his dogs come to guard the bird. Carl asks Doug what they're going to do now because there are a dozen dogs in this room, but as he asks this, we see Doug chewing on one of Carl's ball from his canes, which gives him the best idea. So Carl takes a ball and he gets the other dog's attention by asking who wants the ball. Who wants the ball? And they all say, me, I do, me, I, I do, do, I do. As Carl throws the ball, leading all the dogs outside the room. And as soon as the dog realizes what just happened, Carl is able to close and lock the door and get Kevin out of her cage. Muntz is then notified that the one who smells of prunes has taken the bird. But since all the dogs are talking at the same time, Muntz can't really understand them. Ironic. Ironic. Befelled by his own creation. So back with Russell, we see he's trying to get out of the chair that he's still tied into, and he ends up like throwing the ropes off, but he like tips his chair back too far, and he like falls off the house or whatever. He's able to grab like the dangling water hose, mm-hmm. and so now he's like hanging from under the house, and he says, uh, uh, and we see months or whatever. He's like starting to piece together what the dogs are saying. He's like, does anyone know where they are? As we hear like muscle, like not muscle, Russell sliding across the gr- the glass or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's just like... I'm not gonna lie, I thought that part was pretty funny. Made me chuckle. I bet you did. You look like that was funny to you. Oh my god. And so Muntz, like, instructs, like, uh, he's like, Grey Leader, take down the house. And so as we see Russell, like, hanging off for life, we see, like, planes deploy off of the blip or whatever. And we see dogs, like, coming right at him. And so, uh, the dogs, like, check in with each other. And... I feel like it's not so much a Star Wars reference as that's just kind of become, like, a, a thing mm. for, like, pilots. Like, Red 1, checking in. Red 3, checking in. Oh, okay. You know, like... Well, it's just reminding me of Star Wars. Yeah, it is very much like Star Wars, yeah. which Disney owns. And they make another Star Wars reference in the film. Mm. So maybe, maybe. But I just want to know who came up with that. <laughs> so the dogs, like, start shooting these, like, darts at Russell. Mm-hmm. And one of them, like, almost that almost hit him uh, lands on the hose. And Russell's able to, like, pick it up. Mm-hmm. And so we cut back to Carl with Kevin. As they start making their way back through, like, Muntz's museum, they think they're in the clear, but then Muntz, like, appears behind them with a sword, and he tries to attack Carl, but Doug senses danger and, like, lunges at Muntz and mm-hmm. bites him in the leg. And uh, Muntz kicks him away out the room, but it gives Carl and Kevin enough time to run. And so Muntz, like, locks the door when he kicks him out of the room, and he's surrounded by all of the other dogs, whatever, and Russell's, oh, no, Russell, and Doug's just like, Hi. <laughs> and then we cut to him, like, just booking it down the hallway as no other dogs go after him. And so we see Muntz and Carl are both going at it. By the way, uh, when you go to the scene selection in this movie, like, on DVD or mm-hmm. whatever, 
um, this uh, scene is called Old Man Fight, <laughs> by the way. Like, sometimes they're named. This one's called Old Man Fight. That's really funny. I remember because we had to go back for it one time, and I thought it was funny. And so, uh, we see, they're going at it. Muntz has a sword, and Carl, like, extends his cane. Mm-hmm. And Muntz, like, reaches back to, like, swing at him, but he, like, mm-hmm. pops his back, you know, and he can't move. Yeah. And Carl does the same thing and pops his back as mm-hmm. well. And so now they're both stuck. Muntz is able to, like, to fix it, and he kicks uh, Carl over, which unpops his back. And right as he's about to kill him, he's like, come on, come on, Fredrickson, any last words? Go on, spit him out. And uh, Carl, like, spits out his dentures at him. Mm-hmm. And uh, he picks up his dentures and, like, runs with uh, Kevin. And so Muntz is now just, like, on pure adrenaline, tells Carl, he's like, I'll have that bird alive or dead, you know? And I would like to say, in this moment, it made me realize that I think Charles Muntz probably the best Disney villain. Yeah. No, I really understand his motivation. Like, it wasn't like... Like, he just wanted to clear his name. Like, he didn't want to be called a liar. Yeah. And I think that's something everybody can relate to. Like, how far are you willing to go to clear your own name, you know? True, true. And so, back with uh, Doug, who was uh, chased all the way to the bridge or whatever. Uh, Doug is, like, being... He's, like, backing up his alpha, like, growls at him, and mm-hmm. he, like, hits a lever, and that kind of, like, acts as a steering device, and, like, the ship just, like, banks hard mm-hmm. in a certain direction, and then we see Carl and Muntz, before he can uh, strike Carl again, uh, because of Doug, you know, adjusting the ship, uh, they both get thrown to the window, kind of, and Carl, uh, he's able to, like, catch himself before he, like, flies out, mm-hmm. but he as he does he like he sees this house floating off in the distance and he like he's like kevin like come on and he like they start climbing also very bold of them to just think that this bird understood how ladders work by the way (laughs) i don't think a bird could just do that you know i think they understand especially if they can't fly i guess but like i don't know and so they're both climbing out the window and months like isn't far behind them and back on the bridge doug is able to like hide behind the steering wheel so that alpha doesn't bite him and uh, as uh, in the process of all of this, this like cone-looking thing. It's not the cone of shame, but it, it, it's like a cone for like the ship. Mm-hmm. Like had popped off and was on the ground, and so Alpha's like biting like through gaps in the wheel to like get at him. Mm-hmm. And as he does, one Doug like uh, quickly grabs that cone and like puts it on Alpha. Mm-hmm. And when Alpha tries to like pull away, he like uh, snaps uh, the voice box off. Mm-hmm. And so now he's stuck in the cone of shame and in the wheel, so he's, like, trapped. Like, his head's stuck, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And so Alpha tells the other dogs, like, what are you waiting for? Attack! And all the other dogs, like, in his high-pitched voice now, and all the other dogs kind of just start laughing. And uh, Doug, like, looks at Alpha, and he's like, sit, you dog! And Alpha just sits or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then all the other dogs, like, sit as well. They're like, no, not you. Uh, uh, I was talking to Alpha or whatever, and they're like, you are the Alpha. And he's like, I, I am not Alpha, I am... Oh. <laughs> anyway, and so back with Russell, he's trying to climb up the hose, but we can't see uh, Carl like. Uh, but we uh, we see Carl. He uh, is like Russell, caca, roar, caca, roar, and so, uh, like you know the wilderness explorer mm-hmm. call. But here's the thing: when I was a kid and I heard that, there's no subtitles. So, it, but it, like it almost sounds like he's saying Russell, climb, Russell, climb. You know. No. Okay. Well, <laughs> you be nice to me, you big meanie. Okay. You're just nothing but a big meanie, and so, but that gives Russell like the confidence to like climb up. You know, 
he's able to make it up to the house while still getting shot at by the dogs. Mm-hmm. And Russell, uh, he, like, as the dogs are, are, like, flying up to, like, uh, shoot out of the end, he's like, squirrel! Or whatever. And, which, I just want to say, this is kind of a cop-out, to be honest. Yeah, okay. But, like, all the dogs like, oh, where's the squirrel? And they end up crashing into each other. And as they, like, parachute down, one of the dogs is like, I hate squirrels. <laughs> all the dogs survive, by the way. And the dog does not die. And so Carl, see, he's climbed to the top of the blimp now, and he sees, like, a hatch opening. And we think it's months, because mm-hmm. we saw months, like, climb back down, kind of. But it's just Doug catching up with them. Carl's like, oh, it's great to see you, Doug, you know? Doug. And so we see Russell, he's, like, steers the house close to them, like, on the f- tail fin mm-hmm. of the blimp or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, and they're, like, all going towards the house. And as they're, like, Carl's the last one. About, as he's about to get on, we hear, like, a gunshot. And we see a bunch of balloons, like, fly off. And we see uh, Carl, he gets, like, knocked back onto the blimp. Mm-hmm. And he sees the house sliding off. And as we look, we see, like, months, it will, like, reloading a shotgun or whatever. Which is, like, that's cheating. <laughs> Did you have that the whole time? The whole time. Anyway, but... And so... Uh, Carl, it, like, tries to grab, like, the water hose mm-hmm. as, uh, and hold the house from falling as months, like, Jake goes into the house to grab, like, the mm-hmm. bird, you know? And so, Carl, you know, he's grabbing onto the house, and Carl tells Russell, it's like, everyone, get out of the house! But months is, like, shooting at them, mm-hmm. which makes, uh, Russell, like, close the door to, mm-hmm. like, hide. And so, Munt starts, like, banging on the door with his gun as Russell, like, Kevin and Doug are all hiding in the living room, and Carl calls out to Russell and he's like hang on hang on to Kevin and don't let go and as months like finally kicks his way in the house and we see Carl like call out to Kevin he's like Kevin how about some chocolate like holds up a chocolate bar and Kevin's like oh okay and just books it like out the window yeah literally and it like knocks like uh, the gun away kind Mm -hmm. of and months like gets like knocked back a little and Carl Carl Kevin and no not Carl Kevin Kevin Russell and Doug like all make it like out the window Mm -hmm. but uh, months goes after him but is like ankle gets like caught in like some string from mm-hmm. the balloons and as he does it like as he goes out it like snaps and he just falls to his death which is really dark no for real it's very like um, sudden it's not sudden but it just reminds me like you know in Tarzan that's how they kill their villain he falls to his death yeah which is oh and I think Snow White too but it's still like oh that's like old school Disney like that's a villain's death uh huh cause I cause I don't think they kill their villains anymore mm. Allegedly. Allegedly. And so, Carl's, like, still holding only the hose, uh, because as he does that, like, the house, like, floats away, too, mm-hmm. by the way. Yeah, it's so sad. The, the hose breaks off, and while they're holding, while the rest of them are holding it, and so he sees the house, like, fly off, he's like, oh, no, did I save them, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, the hose is, like, still down there, but then we see, like, Russell, Kevin Doug, like, swing back, and Russell's just like, that was cool! <laughs> And they start, like, pulling themselves up, you know? And Carl, like, is able to hug everyone. He's glad they're all safe. But he, like, he watches his house slowly drift away. Mm-hmm. Which is really sad, by I the know. way. And he Russell's like, sorry about your house. And Carl's like, it's just a house. Oh. Which also made me sad, too. Because he's, like, he's gotten over it, you know? Yeah, he's letting Ellie go. Yeah. And, um, but we see the house, like, drift below the clouds. Mm-hmm. Very slowly. Very slowly. And, uh, the next scene... We see uh, Kevin, she's reunited with her children, you know, like the, the baby mm-hmm. birds. And they're very small, by the way. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, dang, how'd y'all grow that much? But then Kevin, like, tells everyone, he's like, all right, time to go. Uh, and Carl, like, wonders, he's like, wait, what happened to my cane? As, like, Kevin, like, coughs up the cane like he did in the beginning mm-hmm. of the movie. 
But then all of the, like, chicks, like, cough up, like, the tennis ball, mm-hmm. like, for the feet of the cane, which I thought was funny as a kid. I was like, huh, a bird. Oh, my God. A bird. Anyway, but, uh, uh, the, uh, Carl, like, tells Kevin, he's like, ah, keep it. It's a gift. And he's, and he, uh, he starts making the, as uh, the bird, you know, Kevin, as she starts making her way back to, like, the nest with her chicks. And so we then see Carl and Russell, like, fly the blimp back home with all the dogs on board. Mm-hmm. And they're all, like, sticking their heads out the windows, like, mm-hmm. having, yeah, they're, a, they're excited. having a great time. Anyway, but, uh, we cut back into the city as the wilderness explorers are having their ceremony for graduating the senior explorers. And they get the first two kids out of the way, and then they get the Russell. And Russell's, like, still dirty, covered in, like, dirt mm-hmm. and whatever. And he's just standing there by himself. And the adults, like, uh, Russell is there, uh, uh, also, it's really, it's kind of fun how they framed it, too. They're like, and for their, uh, uh, assisting the elderly badge, and we see Russell just, like, like he just got out of, like, war. He's just like... <laughs> I've been like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, that's a monster. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, but uh, he, the guy asks, like, Russell, do you have anyone here for you? And Carl's, like, making his way on stage. He's like, uh, I'm here for him, you know. And Carl's like, he tells him, he's like, Russell, for your duty assisting the elderly and for going above and beyond the call of duty... I would like to present you with the highest award I I have or whatever. He's like the Ellie badge, and he like he attaches that mm-hmm. soda bottle cap mm-hmm. to him instead so of sweet. whatever. I assume he also gave him the regular patch, but mm-hmm. that's not the point. Uh, yeah, it was very sweet. But so Russell shows off his new badge to his mom, who's in the crowd. Okay, complaint here. Why couldn't his mom give him the badge? Well. I don't know. I would have thought that. Because that was never a thing in, like, actual, like, Boy Scouts. I mean, it was... Why? I mean, like, I mean, America... That is so discriminating towards people who don't have fathers. Yeah. I, well, I don't know. Well, I feel like the whole... Like, I get it, manhood, but Yeah, like, like, I get it, but it's also kind of, like, seriously. stupid, yeah. Whatever. You don't need no dad. No, for real. (laughs) I I turned out fine. (laughs) Uh, I didn't turn out fine. Uh... So, we also see that Doug is, like, now living with them in the city as, as he sits with uh, Russell's mom, uh, like, right next to them, by the way. But then everyone does, and they're like, all right, everyone, let's give one on this Wilderness Explorer call. As, like, the camera pulls back, he's like, caw, caw, rawr. And they do it over and over, and, like, even, and they, they see that all the dogs that they mm. brought with them, with they brought them with them to the ceremony, and they're also doing it, like, howling, too. Like, bark, bark, howl. And so... The next scene, we see Carl, Russell, and Doug are at this ice cream place that, that Russell's dad would take him. They would eat ice cream on the corner and count all the cars, like red one, blue one. Mm-hmm. So Russell counts the blue ones, Carl, Carl counts the red ones, and Doug's like, a uh, gray one. <laughs> Whatever. Which is either one of two jokes, okay? He's either talking about the blimp. Or he's colorblind. Yeah, because dogs can't <laughs> see uh, certain colors. He's like, gray one. And so... But, uh... And then we see really hear them joke around or whatever. Mm-hmm. Carl's like, see, red one. And Russell's like, that's a bicycle. As we see the blimp, like, parked over their heads, mm-hmm. by the way. And so, it, uh, next scene, we're back at Paradise Falls. And where else did the house land other than right next to the waterfall? The and, and then we see through the credits. Did you see what happened to all the dogs? 
Don't they get like adopted? Or well, yeah. They, oh, they're with the they, older they, people. They, they took them all to Shady Oaks yeah. Retirement Village, mm-hmm. and they all had a dog. Yeah. Even Alpha, which I thought was really funny. That it's is like, funny. You go, Alpha. Or when Doug has all his puppies. Oh yeah. yeah. I will say I really like the uh, the credits where it's a correlation of what that person's job was. Oh yeah, like yeah, photography but... was like all that, like the head of photography. And oh all yeah, people. or like animation was like Carl trying to figure out the computer. I think that yeah yeah or yeah something like that. So, yeah. Uh, a computer. I don't know mm-hmm. uh, I remember there was one, and then and the other Star Wars reference I mentioned. Uh, oh, when they went to go see. Yeah, Star Wars. they went to go see Star Wars, mm-hmm. which again begs the question: I'm like, okay, so now is this the seventies? <laughs> like, I think this takes place in the two thousands, babe. Maybe I don't know. I'll give it early two thousands at best, but early two thousands at best. That's it. When does up take place? Okay, 30s. Yeah, I know that. I meant, like, the after part. Oh, someone puts, like, the beginning of the movie at, like, 1969. And I'm like, the ca- those cars... Whoa. I'm like, those... Yeah, this is... Yeah, this says in 1939, nine-year-old Carl Fredrickson is a shy boy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, yeah, 1939. Okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So if he was born in 1930, mm-hmm. that would make him 70 in, two, uh, in 2000. Okay, that's not bad. Okay, I can take that. Okay. And that would make Charles Muntz, like, let's say Charles Muntz is, like, in his, like, 20s or 30s. Mm-hmm. That would make him, like, 100 or 110 at mm-hmm. the most. I stand by him eating those eggs. Egg. The continuity. Egg. All right, so how has this film made you cry besides the obvious? Um, it's just a... Re- besides the sad scenes, you know? Yeah, it, it's just a really, like, wholesome film. Mm-hmm. And, like, honestly, this is, like, peak, like, animation. Yeah. And it's movies like this that, like, really, like... Mm-hmm. Like, because, like, Guillermo del Toro like, says, like, all the time, they're mm-hmm. like, oh, animation isn't a, uh... uh Oh, what was it? Animation is like isn't like a category; it's a medium or whatever. Because mm-hmm. he was tired of like, like all like the main like you know, like, movie all normal movies were like winning all the awards, and then animation would just win like oh best animated movie. Or yeah. Whatever. He's like animation isn't a category; it's a medium. Yeah. Like a- an animation movie can be just as good as like a normal movie. No, it, for real. It's just we chose to animate it and not like yeah live action. No, for real, yeah. And it, this is one of those movies that makes me like also believe that too. Mm-hmm. Like no, it's a good movie. Like it's just a really good movie, mm-hmm. and it has like a really like solid message mm-hmm. about like not only with like how to like process like loss, mm-hmm. but also like moving on. Oh too. yeah, and, which I guess is also a part of like processing loss, mm-hmm. but also I guess like uh, getting over like yourself kind of mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, yeah, because we see like in the movie beginning of the movie. Apart from all that, he's also like very selfish too. Mm-hmm. Like he knows that. Brandon, he really misses his wife, and he associate, associates the house with his wife. Mm-hmm. But he knows that, like, he can't, like, live there forever. Yeah. And he's just being a pain mm-hmm. for everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. That's a really good analysis. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I think... what this podcast was for, originally. No, um, now it's just an excuse to get high. No, but, like, I... The, uh, the movie didn't really make me cry up until the very end, up until, like, where the house made it after all. Uh-huh. And I like to think that Ellie was with him the whole time. You know, and all those, like, little coincidences that would happen. Yeah. Yeah, you know, especially with the house being okay in the end. I think the house is literally Ellie, and she found her peace. Yeah. So maybe in him letting him go, but it's also her letting him go, you know? Yeah. And I think those were in those words of, like, oh, go have your own adventure. You mm-hmm. know, it's time to let me go, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. 
Which so is crazy, yeah. too, because if you ever watch the uh, Doug Days mm-hmm. show that came after this, mm-hmm. he's dating again. Like, he goes on a date. Oh, for real? Yeah. Aww. He did move on. He's like, say less. Ah, fucking bitch. These hoes ain't loyal. Anyway. Ain't so, loyal. <laughs> what would you rate this film? Out of ten? Yeah. Oh, here we go. We're getting our first 10 on the podcast. We've had 10 on the podcast. We've never had a 10 on the podcast. I've literally gave... What What did we do? You've I, given I, a 9. I think that's the stars I, I, I know I gave a 9 for like... But bad, I think that was for, like for one movie. Yeah. Hold on. Do you have a list of all the movies we've done? Hold mm-hmm. up. No, I haven't. I've, 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 I, I, I gave a 10 like a while ago. I don't rate... See how we rate them. You gotta listen to all of them to see what we rate I know them. what they are, Christian, though. Christian, I delete them as soon as we're done with the month. Like on the notes? Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, fine. I'll go to Spotify. I'll go to our podcast. Uh, you just go to... I know, I know, I know. There it is. All right. Clue, Knives Out, Magic White, Red Shades, Save, Something Borrowed. Forgot we watched the movie. Yeah, it was Planet of the Apes. The night before... I forgot we watched that. So I go through these. I'm like, damn, we did watch these movies. Mm. This was this was so fucking rough, by the way. Like disaster, <laughs> disaster month was so rough. Like I honestly thought, like I I don't want to do this anymore. Like I don't want to do the podcast anymore. That, That's th- was your those, end game. Those movies were so bad, and I'm just like, Ugh. but there are funniest fucking episodes. So I'll give it that. Oh my god, I hate it. Like I listen to I was, GeoStorm sometime and I'm cackling. I would be like falling asleep in recording. I'm just like. Especially with Moonfall, bro. Moonfall made me want to fucking blow, like, splatter my brains against the wall, dude. Like, okay, it must have been, uh, I feel like, okay, they must just be nines then. Okay, so nines for, uh, I think there were nines for Knives Out and Bad Times at the Royale. Mm-hmm. But honestly... Both of have Dakota Johnson. Mm-hmm. Honestly. But honestly, Up is, like, very strong contender for a 10 out of 10. Mm. Like, this is what I've been saving it for. This is it? It's a very... It's very... No, Are we getting no, a 10 out of 10? No movie has ever made me, like, feel mm-hmm. this way. Yeah. I mean, there have been movies like Bad Times at the Royale and Knives Out, and I was, like, really drawn into it. I was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Even, if it, even if it was, like, expected or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But it was, like... But, like, this movie is, like, just so good on so many levels, mm-hmm. too. Like, if you asked me to, like, pick a movie and talk about it, this would be, like, one of five movies. Like, for an hour, mm-hmm. this would be one of the movies. That's awesome. So I think this movie's a 10, 10 out of 10. 10. All right. I'll give it an 8. So, <laughs> so it's like, okay. So it's like, okay. Four. <laughs> I can't let you be happy. Why? Just give it a 9, you coward. No. Okay, why? Eight. Why an 8, not a 9? Um, I really don't like sad movies. I kind of avoid it's not it. A sad movie. I saw it one time in theater. It's and not that sad movie. It. That's just how you perceived it. I just I don't like it. I don't like things that make me sad. Why? I feel like my life's kind of hard enough. I don't need to see somebody else's hard life. Why? And they just make me sad. Why? I'm telling you why. Why? This movie isn't even that sad. It's just emotional. It's not even like I don't like feeling emotional. Only one part of it is like, like I want to really go to the movies sad. to escape. I don't want to be sad when I watch the movies. Only one part of this movie is like really sad. The rest is kind of just like, oh, like it's emotional. Oh, <laughs> oh, wong but yeah, but I mean, it's fine. But it wasn't anything that I watched over and over again as a kid like you. You know, 
Well, oh yeah, I guess. You can tell that I had a really sad childhood by the movie that I watch. I'm like, I want to escape and laugh the whole time. Like, those are the movies that I enjoy. Christian likes movies that are, like, serious. Uh-huh. They want to make him think. They want to make you think. Like, he watched All Quiet on the Western Front for fun. Because it was new and I wanted to watch it. Okay, Dream Blunt Rotation, go. Okay. Um, Doug. Okay. Uh, The two guys in the retirement home. (laughs) Does that count as one or two? It's two. Okay. Did I get one more? Yeah. And Ellie. Okay. I am gonna go like Ellie specifically as like a young like an adult like <laughs> like like when you see them get married. Uh, I bet she was so much fun, bro. <laughs> I, I bet I bet she was like telling like the craziest stories like while high, and I'm just like that's crazy. That's <laughs> wild, man. <laughs> oh, you, um, are you okay? <laughs> you tell okay. when you tell the story for laughs, but just get concerned. I would choose the helium in his yard, the smashed car that gets beat up by the house in the beginning when he's taken off. Yeah. Uh, the colors of the little girl's room when the balloons go by. And finally, I would go with Kevin. Yeah. I know Kevin's fun. The bird. Oh, yeah. I like Kevin. I want everybody learn about the word. We really like girls' names that are for boys, so don't we? <laughs> yeah. All right, Christian. What are we? Uh, Who are we? Who are we in the movie? No, who are we? What is this podcast called? We are Puff Puff Pass. Thank you for listening. Oh, yeah. But before you go, Sahara. What? Are we... Oh, we're going to talk about our next movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's our next movie? Yeah, I was asking you. It's Coda! It's Coda! It's on Apple TV. I'm so excited. It's the movie about the deaf people, if you remember. Oh no! Yeah, we're not we're not actually gonna call it that. No, it's we <laughs> saw like scenes of this movie. I wanted to go see it in, in the, church, <laughs> but I want to see. Yeah, but we saw scenes of it one day, and we were like, "Wow, this movie's like even better than I thought it was gonna be." So I was like, it made us cry. So I was like, "This is so sad." No, for real. I no, it was more like wholesome. But yeah, did you watch his like like, like a cad like his acceptance speeches or whatever? Oh yeah, they were so. Good. I remember, I remember, and I was like, "Man, I should watch this movie." Because yeah. they were getting he was getting an award after did, award. The movie looks amazing. I know. I'm very excited. I've started it. It's kind of corny so far, but yeah. it's also the beginning. So, but yeah. But yeah. We are Puff Puff Pass. We are on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We are the couple are that is smoking in the background. We are on Twitter occasionally. Oh, yeah. um, sometimes it's me. I have gotten to the ha- bad habit of probably arguing with people. You but anyway, know. we are at Puff Pass Podcast. We also have a Tumblr. We don't really post there as much as we want to, but if you have a Tumblr and are interested, uh, we are Puff Puff Pass Podcast. But if you would like to tell us about your thoughts on the movie, did you love it? Did you hate it? Did you also cry? Um, tell us your dream or nightmare about rotation. You can email us at puffpuffpodcast23 at gmail.com. Maybe your thoughts could end up on sober, sober thoughts. Who knows? We also have a letterbox. I believe we are Puff Pass 23, where we do not really post movies that we watch here, nor do we post the movies that we watch in theaters, but just if you want to see what we're watching on our own time, um, you can check it out there. We usually rate and review them. Not mm-hmm. seriously, but if you But also that. kind of seriously. <laughs> but yeah. Just like, like This movie is like riveting and like uh, we were on the edge of our seat the whole time, 2 out of 10. <laughs> but yeah. 
So thank you for enjoying. Check back next week. Or weeks. Who knows? Say bye, Christian. Goodbye.